the it factor is really the you factor. Who are you at the core? And I learned a long time ago that there was really two factors that I was really going to focus on. Number one was going to be belief, and the second was going to be leadership. Those are the two ball games, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's belief and leadership. And belief in what? Belief in God, number mm-hmm. one. Belief in yourself, and then belief in others, mm-hmm. right? Leadership is first developing the leader within you, mm-hmm. right? Developing that those traits within you and then being able to now develop other leaders hey it's emily here you know that uniqueness you have i call it the it factor We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. It's Emily here, and I am so blessed, excited, and looking forward to my conversation today. I am sitting down with Mr. Believe, David Imotier, and he has been an inspiration of mine for a long time in the network marketing space, but even as I get to know him as a man, as a founder now of a company, I've really wanted to sit down with you for quite some time to understand the inner workings of what goes on in your mindset, because you are never stopping, you're constantly improving. I run into you at personal development events, not only that you're speaking at or I'm speaking at, but you're going there to learn. Like I've just seen so much of you, like I've seen so much and you're not a pretender Mm -hmm. in this world of you know a lot of people saying a lot of things and not matching their actions like you literally embody what it means to live a big life and go after your dreams so thank you for being here well thank you for having me thank you for having me on the the it factor Uh, I've been looking forward to this and uh, obviously I've admired you now for many many years and the amount of success that you've been able to have and more importantly, what you've done for other people. Uh, and now to see you on this new path that you're on, it's really going to expand your reach uh, far beyond uh, what you've already done. So I'm looking forward to it. Cheering, cheering you on, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Where did this all begin? Like, you didn't just wake up with a millionaire mindset, did you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I was, um, I, I guess I'll start in the beginning, right? I was, I was born at a very young age. So, um, and growing up, my parents told me to do what probably your parents told you to do, you know, go to school, get, get grades and all that good stuff. And, and I tried it, tried it out, started off in kindergarten. Uh, I was at the top of my class in kindergarten, yeah. <laughs> went on to grade school, went to high school, went on to college. Um, I tell people I graduated as a sophomore and you know, you'll get that on yeah. the way home. Yeah, it, yeah. it didn't, it didn't come with a degree. Yeah. And I was very blessed at the age of 21 to be introduced to personal self-development. It was my first exposure. 
to something called personal self-development. But I was always exposed to the Word of God. Both my parents are pastors. So I grew up in that, in that environment and with the right words in, in our house. But the, the personal self-development space was introduced to me at the age of 21. And I fell in love with it. It just resonated with me. Yeah. Um, it was tied to a direct sales company. Um, but what I really got out of it was the growth. And I learned over time that my income would only grow to the level of my personal self-development. Mm-hmm. So I really dove into that, really started to study the great ones. And um, you know, now 19 years later, um, now you have people studying me all around the world. And, you know, they, they, would, they would laugh if they saw the 21-year-old kid yeah. know, that started this all out. Oh, my gosh. So you grew up in a, in a Christian home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But did, did they talk about money at all? Or what, was it separate? Or, what, you know, what was that like? Well, we were kind of fortunate uh, growing up. I grew up in Nigeria. So, I, okay. you know, I was born in the, in the U.S., but I was about six weeks old, and we moved back to Nigeria. My dad played professional tennis in Nigeria. He was number one in the country for many, many years. So I grew up with a celebrity. And we had a good lifestyle. Wow. You know, we yeah. were definitely above, above average, for sure. Um, we were able to take trips. You know, we had you know, the latest clothes you know, for Nigeria. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were, we were good. 93, we moved to the US. Now, good in Nigeria is not so good in America. Right. Yeah, so it was, it was a difficult transition. It was just my mother and my two sisters at the time that moved in 1993. I was 10 years old okay. uh, when we moved here. So, yeah, grew up, definitely grew up. It was, it was church. It was tennis because I, I played tennis as well um, and school. That, that, was, that was my life growing up. And you were quite good at tennis, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was able to get a scholarship okay. um, for, for, for college. So, yeah, I was, I was decent. I was never as good as my dad, though. It's mm-hmm. funny. My dad's 60, what, 69 now? And uh, the last time I played him was probably about two years ago, and I still couldn't beat him. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, he's good. What was it like coming to the U.S. when your dad was there? That was a difficult transition. Yeah. It was. Um, you know, being 10 years old, coming to a new country, uh, my accent was different, clothes were different, everything was different. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather, we moved to New York, and that oh, was wow. the... That was like the year of the worst winter uh-huh. ever. Uh-huh. And um, so school became a challenge for me uh, because it was just, it was no fun anymore. Um, and we just, you know, we, we, we had some hard times. You know, uh-huh. mother had to get on food stamps and, you know, government assistance. And the first car she was able to buy was a 1979 Pontiac. Um, we, we actually named the car Mercy because it was the mercy of God mm. that allowed it to start and drive <laughs> where it was going. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the start. And I, I would watch her sell food stamps because back then, Emily, I don't know if you know anything about food stamps, but mm-hmm. back then food stamps was actually, it was like money. Right? Yes. Today it's on a card, right? Yeah, my but, mom had some when I, when I was little. Yeah. yeah, so she would actually sell them, you know, so like, $10 in food stamps would be $5 in real money. Wow. So she, that's how she would you know, be able to pay for gas and some other things that didn't take food stamps. So I remember that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still in touch with the struggle that we had when we first came uh, to this country. And mm-hmm. I, I think all of that led to 
where it is that I am today, that mm-hmm. internal drive and that desire for more. Um, because sometimes, you know, people react differently to um, bad times. Right. You know, sometimes people react and, you know, it takes them out. Some people, it gives them that internal fortitude to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I want something better. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to create a life that, you know, my children can really be, be right. happy about. I, so. I find that either you go like all in on, I'm not having that. I want a better life. Get a, like I'm breaking generational curses or you go the other way yeah. and you, you know, like fall to drugs, all mm-hmm. the, all the things. Very Did true. you ever have any trouble with the, the other side, like the dark side, you know? You know, I did. I did actually. Um, you know, obviously over the years you learn, right? You learn that your associations are so important. Mm. But as a kid growing up, you're looking for validation, unfortunately, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, yes, your parents should validate you. But a lot of times, if we're really honest, kids don't want validation from their, from their parents. Even though they need it, that's not where they're looking for validation. They're looking for validation from their peers. Uh. Right. Yeah. So I got in, you know, with the wrong crowd, uh, especially in college and actually got into some serious trouble, actually Mm. serious trouble. I was 20 years old. Um, I found myself in a in a jail cell. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. For stealing a TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Believe it or not. And my mom had to come down from Houston to North Carolina and beg the judge uh, to to let me you know, moved back with her to Houston and, and he agreed and thank God for that because moving back to Houston, that's where I got introduced to personal self-development, you know, networking. And that's when and you life. changed your environment. Yeah. That that's, yeah, that's we're going to talk about that. That's, that's, that's key. It's key. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the, and just so y'all know, like you made your first seven figures by the time you were 27 years old. Yes. Major. Mm-hmm in network marketing, which is, you have to have extreme leadership, influence, like a lot of ability to do that in a profession where, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) So they say. So they say, we're both living proof. Like how, like what did that look like? I wanna know like, what was that like? Like take me back to like, when you were shown this compensation plan mm-hmm. and the personal development, like, I just want to know, like, what did your life look like? Did yeah. you eat, sleep and breathe it? Were you just doing meetings and meetings? Like, did you believe it right away? Did it take a little bit? Yeah. I always tell people, this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever had to do. Right. You know, to get to the top in any industry, in any business, anything, to be at the very top of it, it takes a tremendous amount of hard work. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, but that hard work is explained in so many different ways, right? Some people think of hard work and they just think from a physical standpoint. Right. But if you look up the definition of the word work, it really means any mental or physical effort mm. that is put forth to achieve a goal. So in the very beginning, I was so focused on the physical aspect of the work that I needed to do. I was 21 years old and I had my daughter, Kayla. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this thing happen. I got involved in a company and it was every single day, 24 seven. I was either out prospecting and I was either presenting or looking for someone to present to every single day. And I didn't have any success for four and a half years total in the industry, four and a half years, I had made less than $80,000 and it wasn't for lack of effort. I was out every day prospecting 5, 10, 15, 20 people a day. This is pre 
Instagram. Right. Right. Pre yeah. Facebook. Right. This is belly to belly. Yep. Right. Shaking hands. Right. And getting cards and you networking. Know, yeah. Literally. I yeah. mean, it got to a point where the soles of my, my shoes would be worn out from the amount of walking and prospecting and and I wasn't doing this with a nice car either. Right. You know, I'm driving. You weren't rolling in. And no. I, I got to no. say, like, you got to check out his style game. Yeah. 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 I, did, I didn't have yeah. any lavender. <laughs> you dressed I didn't have any me. lavender suits back then. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it was. I mean, I had, I had. Listen, I had two suits, a black one and a gray one. All right. And it was so bad, Emily, I would I would wear them in reverse. Oh I would I would literally turn them inside out so it looked like a different jacket. Yeah. So I had four. You, you know had what I mean? Four. It was two yeah. in one. Yeah, but yeah, duplication. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was every day and you know, starting that company and it was okay, I'm gonna purchase up development every day. So it was Jim Rome, it was Tony Robbins, it was it was Les Brown, it was every single day listening to something that was gonna grow my mind, even though I didn't know that it was working. I was just doing what I was told. Right. They said, read this book. Okay, I'll, re I'll read the book. They yeah. said, listen to this audio. I'll listen to this audio. And it just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. I mean, I wanted to quit every single day. As a matter of fact, I would quit every night. Mm -hmm. But then the next morning, I would realize that all my ships were already burned and all my bridges were already burned. There was no way to go back mm -hmm. that I had to keep going. I had to keep going forward. And I'm so glad that I did because in 2009, what really happened was I got connected to the right person. Uh, the that's a, the where, ace in the deck? That, that's where it changes. Yeah. A lot of times people don't realize, but you have to be ready though. That person didn't show up in my life year one. They didn't show up year two. They didn't show up year three. They showed up year four after failure. Mm after you've proven that this is something you really want, mm -hmm. then the teacher shows up. The student has to be ready. So I had developed some skill sets. I had developed some how-tos, and then I was able to now get the mentality. And mm. that's where it, it took off. Because my, my skills didn't change. It's not like I became a much better presenter or became a better, a better recruiter or whatever. Now I understood the spiritual aspect of success. And that's when things just really wow. took off. Wow. Okay, so you mean like a mentorship? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Whoa. Yeah. A like a real life mentor. Real life mentor. He was 34, 35 years old at the time. Um, went to his home. I was invited over to his home. And it was a million dollar home. It literally looked like Cheesecake Factory. Oh, like wow. I walked in, I was like. Yeah, major. You know, yeah. he was driving a Bentley. His wife was driving a Maserati. Yeah. And I'm like, so, hey, man, how did you do this? Uh-huh. You know? And um, he said network marketing. And you got to imagine, this is now four years in the industry. I had never met anyone who made that amount of money yeah. or had anything like that. I'm like, how? Like, right. Like, you really. And he was in a juice company. Uh-huh. Anyway, he was selling juice. You're like. Okay. And I'm like, you did this with juice? Yeah. And he said, yeah. He said, the juice is loose. <laughs> uh. I'll never forget it. I was in his home and I saw a check because um, he had these audios that he uh -huh. was selling, right? So his team would, would buy the, these audios from him. He had a check for like $6,000 and it was just sitting on his like, by his kitchen. And I'm like, Okay, if I had a check for $6,000, that check is cash right. five seconds after I get the check. 100%, right? yeah. <laughs> he just had it laying around. Like, I'm no like, big guy, thing. Yeah, no big deal, you know? Because $6,000 back then, 
major. Six hundred thousand dollars. So right? okay, so how old are you at this point? I'm 24, 24, okay. 25 years old. So mm -hmm. what what did that look like? Was he like I'll mentor you if you if you show up if or, or did you have to like earn the right or did yeah. you just prove yourself? Yeah, you know I don't think anybody ever taps you on the shoulder and says you know what. I'm going to mentor you. Right. I just, I just see don't. greatness in you. It, it they, doesn't work like doesn't that. It doesn't work like that. So yeah. what actually happened was I was involved in a company mm -hmm. and he was in another company. And what happened was he actually was going through some challenges with that company uh -huh. and decided to join the company that I was in. Not under me, obviously. Yeah, yeah shoot. <laughs> right? <laughs> shoot. He joined under somebody else, but he lived in Houston. I lived in Houston. So guess what? Every meeting he was doing, I was there. Every call he was doing, I was mm. on. He literally became my coach and mentor without him even knowing. Mm. I made that decision myself that this is the person that I'm going to follow because he had the results. And I always teach people that. You've got to follow people that have the results. Right. Because it's a lot of misleading stuff out there these days. Oh, poser you know? nation. I just. Poser nation all I get day long. I get disgusted with I it. I do too. <laughs> and I love everything you're saying. It's just like, ooh, I because you, you immersed yourself, mm -hmm. which is exactly what I did. Yeah. Like yeah. I moved in with with my oh okay that's a little me different mentor because we were both single and it was <laughs> okay. like unplugged the TV you know that whole thing right. but you, people always ask or they're like oh it must be so nice to have someone mentor you and I'm like mm -hmm. no I followed her along and like sh like I would I just showed up like yeah. I was on every webinar mm -hmm. every conference call yeah. mm -hmm. she wasn't like are you coming Emily it's like I was like you were already there already there I was there before he was there. Yeah. So great. Yeah. That's, I mean, you get every single person that's ever been successful ever has always found someone that had already done it that they were able to follow. Mm. It doesn't, you don't get to the top by yourself. Mm -hmm. There's somebody already there mm -hmm. that serves as a inspiration. Yeah. Some, you know, some sort of uh, encouragement that, you know what? If, if she can do it, then I can do it too. That's right. And that's what you've been able to be for mm -hmm. so many people, men and women all around mm -hmm. the world. And that's what we, we're striving to do every day, right? That's, that's right. why we continue to do what we do because there's somebody else out there that needs your story, that needs to hear what you've been through. And they say, you know what? If Dave can do it, then I can do it too. Hundred percent. You know, and that's that's what happened for me. Yeah, and 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 I and I want if you're listening to this, driving, walking, whatever, just understand like those years, those four years maybe even longer those are like foundation you're building you need it and you you must have it and you learn skills that money can't buy for sure skills and that's where the poser nation becomes so evident when i meet people and they don't have the people skills they don't have the sales they're not it, you can just tell, can tell. that yeah. they haven't actually done the work they haven't failed yeah so, yeah, they haven't, <laughs> they haven't failed. They haven't failed. Yeah. Very yeah. dangerous to follow people that haven't failed. That's right. Yeah. 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 I need to know you failed and you succeeded. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, it's just all success. And, and that's something I really admire about you because I've known you long enough where I've seen you like be at the top at XYZ company, mm -hmm. do this, do that, mm -hmm. write books. Like you, your track record is like, I can count on you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and yep. I always call that your credit score. And right. it's like either subconsciously or consciously people that are of success, they're looking at someone with like a credit score. And it's like, you have proven David again and again, that you're going to show up, 
you're going to create, you're going to serve, you're going to build. Not only once, if that falls, you're going to do it again and get back up. Where did that come from? And after like this first big, like, boom, seven figures, you did it. Mm -hmm. You know, what was it like that first fall that you had after that? Ooh, we, you know, the fall, w when you're going through it, doesn't feel great. No, it's awful. <laughs> right? You and, it's, and it's not sudden. It, it's, it slowly happens. You're so right. Because right? the fall happens when you're at the top. That's, that's that, when you've reached your top, whatever that top is, that's when the fall starts to happen. So I've learned now not to ever create a top, that there is no top. Right. And that's why I created a purpose in 2013 about positively impacting the lives of one billion people. So that that's something that will either happen in my lifetime or happen after I'm gone. Right. That's the top. That's the the ultimate, you know, max right. of where my life is actually going to go. So the first time because <clears throat> I'm 27. So this is 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. All right. Earn seven figures. It's great, you know, life is good. Went on to earn multiple seven figures. Uh, I was in a company for seven and a half years, made $8 million in that company. Wow. And from 2013, I'll give you guys a story. I wrote down a goal, I'm big on obviously writing things down. I learned in the secret, he took a dollar bill, right? Jack, Jack Canfield, I think, yeah. yeah. Took a dollar bill, wrote $100,000 on it. I did the same thing, right, for 100,000, it worked. I did it for a million. It worked. So in 2013, I set a goal that I would earn $5 million. The year prior, 2012, I'd earned 2.2. So I said, okay, this year, I'm going for 5 million. So I put five, I took a $5 bill, changed it 5 million, put it on my bathroom sink. So every morning, I've got to see 5 million. I know it's going to work. I created the signs, put the signs up everywhere. Fridge, my closet, bathroom, everywhere. I'm seeing it every day. 2013 rolls around, my income goes to 1.7. So that's a half a million dollar drop. I said, okay, God, maybe you didn't understand. I said, I said $500,000 a month, not that my income would come back by right. 500,000. Next year, 2014, it goes to 1.1. So that's a $600,000 drop, mm -hmm. all right? The next year, I still have the same goal. I don't change the future. I don't change the destination of where it is that I'm going. Mm -hmm. I kept it there. Regardless of what was going on in my present, I never changed my confession of what I was saying and what it is that I was mm -hmm. seeing. And 2015 rolls around, my income goes to 650. So from 2012, you're a multimillionaire annually. Now you're back down to, to 650, all right? I know some of you are probably thinking that this is your know, first world problems, right? Yeah. Uh, but trust me, it's, you know, you pay taxes too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. The next year, 2016, my income goes to 300,000. So it's, you're talking about a 90% drop from the time that I wrote the goal of I would be making $5 million a year. And here's what I had to change. I had to change my environment. One thing I teach people is that never stay in any environment where you are tolerated Ooh. only stay in environments where you're celebrated if you are in any environment that you're you're tolerated it is literally choking because nothing is ever grown without harmony 
everything has to be in harmony. The energies have to, they have to match. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And if it's not, if it's not there, if, if we don't have great energy between each other, we're not going to agree all the time, but there has to be great energy between us in order for us to build something great. When two or three agree on anything, it comes to pass, right? A house divided can't stand. Right. And the environment that I was in, I was watching it really just erode. And I knew I had to change my environment and I had to change my associations. Mm. And that's what happened. And 2017, my income went back to 2.2. Wow. So from 300,000 in 2016, 2.2 the following year. And then it just, I mean, it just skyrocketed from there. So when you say change your environment, is it like friends? Is it team? Is it business partners? Is it yeah. who you're dating? Is it all of it? It's, it's, it's not all of it at the same time. Yeah. Right? It's, like, it's bye. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to take, this is what I call, you got to take inventory yeah. of who's in your life. Take inventory all the time on who's in your life, who came into my life recently, who left my life recently, right? You got to take inventory of that. You got to take inventory of where your relationships are with that person. Where's the communication level? Where, where is the feeling? You know, the secret is in the feeling, right? Where is yeah. the feeling? Where is the morale of this relationship? Uh, of this company, of this team, of this organization. You've got to take inventory of that and see, is it salvageable or is it not? If it's not, then it is time for you to make a move. It is time Mm -hmm. for you to do something different. And that's what I did. I made a move to another environment, having other associations, and and it created, you know, massive, massive growth. Massive growth. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I do know that you have the gift of influence on your life and leadership. Like you are a leader. Have you had to like work at that to maintain businesses? Like have you, what have you had to work on when it comes yeah. to leadership, growth? Like, because if you have the ability to, to say time to make a change and then you start a new company and I, I feel like you just have this ability to have people follow you, which mm-hmm. is influence, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you attribute to that? I think that's the if factor. Right. That is the it factor. And the it factor is really the you factor. Yeah. You know, who 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 are you at the core? And I learned a long time ago that there was really two factors that I was really going to focus on. Number one was going to be belief. And the second was going to be leadership. Those are the two ball games, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. It's it's belief and leadership and belief in what? Belief in God. Number Mm -hmm. one, belief in yourself and then belief in others, mm. right? Leadership is first developing the leader within you, mm-hmm. right? Developing that tra- those traits within you, and then being able to now develop other leaders. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to develop another leader, I first have to believe in them, Yeah. right? Yeah. I wouldn't spend time with someone that I didn't believe in. Mm-hmm. And my belief system is really rooted in knowing that God is in me, but also he's in you. Mm-hmm. And I believe in myself because I know he's in me. Mm. So I believe in you because I know he's in you. Yeah. Right. And then we go through the process of studying. We go through the, pra- the, 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 the process of practicing leadership because leadership has to be studied. It has mm-hmm. to be practiced. And then it has to be taught. Mm-hmm. If it's never taught, then it's never duplicated. Mm. Right. So those mm-hmm. are those are the two aspects that I really, really focused on. Still do it to this day. You know, mm-hmm. I was just here for a mastermind to, to grow, to grow as far as, you know, stretching my mind as, as to what's possible, right? That's growing mm-hmm. as a leader. Because when you do that, you're able to now come back more full and you can give more to the oh. people that you're, you're leaving as well. Because you're getting pulled from. 
all every the day, time. Right. And it can be draining. Right. Because you're human. All right. So you've got to put yourself in environments. You've got to put yourself around people that are bigger than you. No one's bigger than anyone else, but that have done more than you in order for you to stretch and think, OK, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it, too. If he can do it, then mm. I can do it, too. You take that back with information that you've learned and an experience. And that's that's when that's when you're able to now impact the lives of other people. Mm. When did that click for you? Like you have to refill your cup so you can go pour it onto other people. Like, did you learn that from burning out? No, I didn't learn from burning out. Okay. No, I learned that really listening to an audio um, and and learning the factors that impact anyone's belief system. Because belief is the energy, isn't it? I mean, it's mm -hmm. the driving force. It's mm -hmm. the desire. Knowing you're not, you're doing what you're doing today because you believe in the end result. Totally. If you didn't have that belief, you wouldn't wake up in the morning and uh, come here and, and do it. It's the juice. It's everything. It's the passion. Yes, but what, yeah. what creates that? You know, you hear it all the time that you've got to believe, right? Yeah. But, but, but okay, David, well, how do I believe? Yeah, how do you believe? What do I, what, what impacts my belief system? What consists of belief? Belief is an interesting word. There's two words in it, right? B is to be in a state of. L-I-E-F, you know what that means? Hmm. That's a word. What is it? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what it means? No. Emily doesn't know what leaf means? Or, no. No? Leaf? Yeah, leaf. Well, what's the, I don't know. What does it mean? I just want to savor this moment right yeah. now. Right? It means to be happy. To be glad. To be glad. Yes. So when you're in a state of belief, what you are really saying is, I'm happy. Oh, which is a high frequency emotion. The, one, of, one of the highest. And now you're a, an attraction magnet. Oh, this is all making sense. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so once I learned, okay, what goes into that? A belief, and I'll give you two things. A belief is really created by three things. What you speak, what you see, and what you feel. Mm. So your words that you speak, the images that you look at, and the emotions that you have. That's how a belief is really created. You know, I grew up in a Christian home, right? But if, if my parents, when I was born, shipped me off to China, and I was raised by a Buddhist, I wouldn't be a Christian today. Right. Why? Because the words that I was exposed to wouldn't be about Christianity. It would be about Buddhism. Right. The images that I would have seen wouldn't be Jesus. It would have been Buddha. Mm -hmm. And the emotions that would have been conjured up wouldn't come from me going to church. It would have come from me going to the temple. Yeah. So I said, wow, that's how the greatest belief people have today is their religion. So what if I could take that and transform that into business? So I created the right words, I created the right images that I wanted to have, and then I put myself in environments that would create the emotions. Mm. So that's why we tell people go and dream build, you know, go yeah. to the car and go to yeah. the home. It's to create the emotions because once uh. that's created, it's now in your cells. So everything I've ever accomplished, I first felt it before mm. I accomplished it in the physical. Mm, so beautiful. Yeah. I gotta like take this all in and and maybe you've heard this before in some way, shape, or form, but are you living it every day? And like something that's just dropped into my soul is before I had the life I have today, uh, that's what I was doing. Like looking at things, making vision boards, saying my affirmations every night. And then once I got it, it was like, oh, I'm here. Mm. Yeah. 
It was a surprise. So what do you do to like continue that growth in your mindset, like to keep going to that, that next level, to keep these habits up, you know, that now that money and, and cars and I do the same things, thing, the same thing, I do the yeah. same exact thing. Yes. I, I drive Rolls Royces. Yes. Yes. I have a Ferrari. Yes. I have homes and money. Yes. But I yeah. still do the same thing. Yeah. If you come into my home right now, you'll see signs, you'll see pictures, you'll see, um, you'll see a jet, you know, right there in, in, in my dining, like a, someone actually gave it to me and I just, I just sit it there. You'll see my future. You won't see where I currently am. I love it. You know, God, and that's, fire. and that's most people, you go into a person's house, you see pictures of their family. It's great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you love, love your family. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see where you're going. Mm. Right. Where are you going? You're seeing a picture from the past. Show me pictures of where it is that you're going. Mm. All right. Yes. And I, um, I got a revelation, Emily, a couple years ago. I mean, and what this did for me was it gave me peace. This revelation right here gave me a tremendous amount of peace. You know, we just started a company mm -hmm. um, seven months ago. Amazing. And God has blessed it tremendously. We've done over 15 million so far mm -hmm. in sales, 30,000 plus distributors and customers around the world. It's going really, really good. We got big goals, right? We're going to do some great things. Mm -hmm. But understanding this one principle changed everything for me the principle of time mm. and that's people this is the problem for most people is time they need it to happen now right and that is dangerous needing success now is extremely dangerous mm -hmm. why do you say that because if you're not ready if you're not prepared for it you won't be able to handle it even if you got it. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the even more danger is that the lack of patience doesn't pull the goals closer to you. If you're impatient, that's a low vibration yeah, that you're in. Yeah, totally. Impatience leads to frustration. And that can lead to fear. That can lead to anxiety. Jealousy, right? all of Je it. All yeah. of that. So I learned what time really was. Time wasn't oh, it's 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's not time. Time is events that are in your past, present, or future. That's what time is. Mm. So when I looked up the definition of the word future, it's going to blow you away. It actually says in the dictionary, the definition of the word future means the time or the period of time following the moment of speaking or writing. Wow. Future is the time or the period of time following the moment you spoke it or you wrote it. That's the future. I'll give you a case in point. We talked about a year ago about possibly doing this podcast, mm -hmm. right? We talked about it. Yeah. And then we actually set a date. Yep. All right. And we text, we talked. Right. I talked to Emily. Right. Yeah. So we're talking. We're, we're, we're speaking this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to do it on Thursday. Yeah. But then something changed where we had to do it on today. We had yep. to do it on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Now. We're now doing it. So what's happening? This is the present. Mm -hmm. When we leave here, it will be where? 
The future. No. No, the in the past. In the past, yeah. So when did the future happen? It happened. When we spoke when it. When we spoke it. When we spoke it. That's the power of your words. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So every goal that you write down, the future happens first. The, f the future happens first. Then it becomes present. Then it goes in the past. Same thing with this podcast. It already happened. Now it's happening. So the past... <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So the power of your tongue, people, the power of the word, this word, mm -hmm. like what you say. Yeah. It's everything. It's everything. Everything. Do you even think about what you're thinking about or saying? Like, so have you had to work at rewiring and do you, do you catch yourself saying stuff and Absolutely. reframing it? Are you just perfect? Yeah. No, no, no. You, listen, it's a journey of becoming more godlike. Mm. That's that's the journey all of us are on. Mm -hmm. You know, we started out creating his image. So we started out like him. That's right. Adam yeah. Adam named all the animals. Mm -hmm. Adam was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I mean, he I mean, he was he was that guy. But then obviously some things happened where it caused the separation of where we were now separated from God. We were separated mm -hmm. from that power that mm -hmm. we had in order to create. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So now we're on this journey to come back to more of our godlike, to where everything we say happens. Yeah. You ever meet people like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they say something and it happens. Oh, yeah. They're more aware of the God that's in them. 100%. Than someone I, who says it and then doubts it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's a knowing. It's already done. Yeah. I already know. Like, mm -hmm. there's... I, I know it. Like, I know that I know that I know that I know. It's like, it, it's, it's in me. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I trust the timing because mm -hmm. I know that it's happening. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay when, like, the patience thing. It's not a, I'm not like a microwave girl. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that we need to slow cook, like, the best food, right? Yes, of course. Like, I just get it. Mm -hmm. um, that's so major. Yeah. It's absolutely so major. Talk to me about your faith. Mm. I love like that's the first thing I think that made me resonate with you is yeah. like you're a man of God. You talk about your faith. You have events that have, you know, worship in it. I've mm -hmm. seen like mm -hmm. talk to me all about that. Like how how has God been like a foundation for your life? How have have you always put it into business? Yeah, you know, my faith, the best way I can describe it, my faith is my acknowledgement of my humanity. Mm. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, when you start to have uh, great levels of success or what you think is great levels of success, you can fall into the trap of thinking it's you, mm -hmm. right? Thinking that you're so great because oh. you're hearing it. You're hearing it from so many people. 100%. You know, Emily, yeah. you changed my life. Yeah. And, oh, you're just so amazing. And, you know, we're human. And those words, they take root. And you start to think, you know what? I am that man, mm -hmm. you know, I, yeah, I am. And it's great to have self-confidence, but where is that self-confidence rooted in? Mm -hmm. Is it rooted in you or is it rooted in the faith that you have mm -hmm. in God, mm -hmm. the faith that you have in that higher power that's guiding you and leading you? So my faith for me is me acknowledging to him, more so to him than anybody else, that it's you. Mm -hmm. You know, I trust you. You're mm -hmm. the one that's actually doing this, regardless of what people are saying. Mm -hmm. I always want to turn it back to him. I always want to give the glory back to him. Mm -hmm. And some people say, well, David, you know, do you live a perfect life? Do you live a sin-free life? You know, you talk about God. And I said, listen, 
I don't live a sin-free life and nobody does, nobody. right? But I'm not speaking for anybody else. Yeah. I don't, right? But I'm aware of that, right? And, and my faith is my acknowledgement of saying, God, you're the one that has to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do this on my own. What we're doing right now, mm -hmm. I could not have done it on my own. When we started, when he gave me the vision and said, okay, the name of your company, this is it, right? Nothing existed, Emily. Yeah. There was, there was no colors. There was no font. I didn't know who was going to build the website. I didn't know who was going to build the back office. I didn't know what product we were going to sell. Right. I didn't know what service we were going to sell. I didn't know what the compensation plan was going to be. I didn't know who my COO was going to be. I didn't know who my legal team was going to be. I didn't know anything. Right. But every day I wrote down, I'm so happy and grateful now that my company's done $100 million in sales the first year. I wrote that down 10 times every day for one year. And what happened was the right people in the right situations mm. and the wrong people. And it, everything started to work for its good yeah. based on what I had already said. Mm. So me trusting the word of God, mm. knowing that he said, write the vision, make it plain so who sees it will run. That's where my faith is. Amen. And I yeah. just, I mean, listen, that uh, I know some of you say, well, you can't mix faith and business. Well, I'm sorry. My business is faith. The amen. And I, that's exactly what I believe. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, wow, you really love God. Like this woman, <laughs> she was like, it was doing a magazine interview. Right. And I said, I am who I am because of God. I'm yes. having this interview with you because I've been obedient. Yeah. Uh, the way that I've healed is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to edit him or myself mm -mm. to make you feel more comfortable. Mm -mm. Because if you're asking me to actually tell people how I'm successful, it's because of God. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's just like And I think that should be that's so powerful though, Emily. You really think about it because now they don't look at you and say, Oh, well, she's different. Mm -hmm. You know, because if, if God can do it for her, then he can do it mm -hmm. for me. Right. So you want people to look to him, not look to not look to us. Right. Right? Because that's that's where it's gonna come from. Mm -hmm. We just serve as a inspiration oh. that it's possible oh amen and yeah. you know w when i first had my first success and you know coming from no money having money all that it, you're so right like it was it was like you're great you're this you're that you're getting these freaking huge checks on stage and mm -hmm. buying things like you just you you read your own news clippings right yeah. and what what i know to be true is this like i am the happiest when i am in service to other people amen. like I've been there. I've been on boats and planes and done the things, and I love those things. And I want more rich experiences in my life. But the true happiness is when you're in service to another person. Yeah. And that's why I believe you created this new company. That's why you keep living a big life. You keep speaking because you understand that. And I mean, is that where you get a lot of your joy from today? That's, that's it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. I I wrote it down in 2013. You know, when I set that goal to earn five million that year, I also wrote down my definite purpose in life, you know, to positively impact the lives of one billion people with my voice and my appearance. And it actually says, Lord, when they hear me, let them hear you. When they mm. see me, let them see you. That's the driving force, the driving force. And it's also dangerous, too. It's dangerous because I feel Right. I feel everything. Mm -hmm. And when I have an opportunity to work with someone and to be on this journey with them, I feel that and I go in 
all the way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get hurt. I know. You know, know. people, everyone doesn't have the best intentions. Everybody doesn't want to see you continue to rise. You know, they can't stop where you've gone to, but they don't want to see you go any further. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if they don't benefit. A hundred percent. And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts big time. Uh And it only hurts. And it hurts because you care. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to fight against that sometimes, Emily, to still hurt but still lead. Because if I lose that hurt, then, then, I, then I think I lose the love. Mm. If I go from not hurting to going to not caring, does that make sense? Yeah, well, it's because you you'll block yourself. Mm-hmm. And when I went through like a, a traumatic life thing, I blocked myself because I was like, I'm protecting myself from right. all you hurting me. But then it was like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm mm-hmm. not letting love in. And and what? Wh- who are we like to do that? Mm-hmm. And like, if yeah. we really want to be like Jesus, we have to just lo- that's the standard, isn't love it? Love anyway, even though you're like, uh. Yeah, that's <laughs> the standard. You know, because you know, you help people make you help people make millions of dollars, uh-huh. and while they're making it, they're they're just they're praising it. It's, they're yeah. Like, Man, this and my life changed, uh-huh. and, all. and you start to internalize that. And I, I, I wrote something the other day. I said I've learned to not expect people, not to expect anything from people because mm-hmm. they said I changed their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they don't owe me anything, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think if you can operate that way, then you can still operate in love with that person. Mm. Because in this industry, we call things betrayal. <laughs> They're really not betrayal. Right. The person just chose to do something different. They just had a different, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. It's time to grow. and That's it. It's 100%. It's not betrayal. Yeah. Betrayal. I actually looked up the definition of it. Oh, God. And it has nothing to do with network marketing. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. If someone decides to do, someone decides to leave your team. Yeah. Somebody decides to leave your company. It's not betrayal. Yeah. They just decided to do something yeah. else. It's not betrayal has something to do with moral morality. Yeah. And so I think you know? it's how they leave, right? Is there ever a right way? Is there ever a right way? No. No. I know. That, if that's, a person's upset you're going, yeah. <laughs> there's not a right way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can tell them, listen, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. My time is up. Mm-hmm. My season's up. You can say it. you can dress it up however yeah. you want to dress it up. But that, yeah. that's what I've learned is like it's we're forever changing, forever evolving. And it's like you don't own anyone. You don't. And, and if you do, and, and a couple of years ago, that's really when my mindset changed mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm not going to last if I have, have a pity party every time someone leaves or something happens or, you know, we all go through things. You build companies you're going to have weird occurrences. Like one time I had like an assistant steal from me. I mean, we, we, this is like, this is like literally life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I made a decision to just release what you're saying. Like the expectation thing. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to do the best I can to the best of my ability. I'm going to love to the best I can. I'm going to do the best example, but everybody else, like that's up to them. Yeah. And right. when you live your life like that and you're like me and God were cool. Yeah. I feel like everything else just flows and it works out for you. But when you try to hold tight and you try to control people, Mm. that's just like... It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah, very true. 
What's your day-to-day look like right now? Like, I'm trying to imagine. First of all, (laughs) we like, have you always had great style? I just need to talk about it for a minute. Because I always want to thank my mother for that. You're so good. (laughs) Thank you. And this is major, and I talk about this on the it factor, like dressing the part, like Mm -hmm. put yourself together. Like, it's major. How you show up. How you show up. Mm -hmm. And you show up good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, my mother, my mother made sure of that growing up, so. I think I think that's where I got it from. So do you like do you style yourself? Yeah, I do. I have a tailor. Yeah. And we go through stuff together and I choose, okay, I want that, I want that, you know. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. It is fun. Well, what's your day to day like? Um, my day to day is I typically wake up uh right around six thirty, seven. Um, you know, it's breakfast, it's workout, and then it's calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just calls. It's calls, it's zooms, it's it's meetings, especially now running a company and also still building uh, in the field as well. It's literally 24-7 yeah. right now. It's My day-to-day is, is leading. Mm-hmm. You know, there are challenges that come up, questions that need to be answered. You know, something needs to be resolved. That's, that's, my, that's my day-to-day. You know, mm-hmm. started today at 6 a.m., you know, with the challenge that need to be resolved, you know going over contracts and mm-hmm. you know hiring or firing or i mean yeah. it's, it's 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 very different than what i had experienced before yeah. as a as a distributor yeah um being an owner of a company is it's a completely different ball game mm-hmm. it's 24 7. there's no there's no there's yeah. no rest you realize how grateful you were as oh my god that that's even now with my new companies i'm like yeah you nobody knows how easy they had it when people are distributing Emily. products and oh my god paying you and and i'm like wait I, ne- I need another employee and i'm like wait i need i need some help i'm like there's like a website <laughs> there's all these things you've invested more money into your company mm-hmm. than you ever did in your network marketing. 100 percent. and i had some way great more. events way more way more way more mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i know yeah what breaks your heart Ooh, that's a good one breaks my heart i kind of i think i kind of touched on it you know what i what i love the most breaks my heart mm-hmm. and that's people mm-hmm. yeah people people and and you have your heart's gonna be broken there's this there's really nothing you can do about it but how quickly do you mend it mm-hmm how quickly do you build it back up, mm-hmm. right? Because you know you can't go through life thinking that everybody's everybody's just gonna you know not do something or say something that's mm-hmm. that that can't affect you. But how quickly do you bounce forward from it? Mm-hmm. Not just bounce back, but how do you bounce forward from it? Um, I would say that's the only thing that would yeah that I would say would break my heart. Yeah. yeah. What's your method for the bounce back? Worship. Yeah. Yeah. Worship communication. You know having that internal dialogue assessing what the situation is finding out why if i know why you did it then i can i can i can handle it you know what's why is why did this person respond that way why did the person take this action once that's clear to me i'm able to bounce forward uh, Mm. from it but worship is is typically where i go to Mm, me too me Mm. too worship for me takes care of the anxiety yes and the worry yes yeah yeah, yeah. That I, that's my um i've learned a lot uh, over the years uh from my mother and i've learned from different pastors and something i learned uh, was that we all have 15 senses 
most of us are really only aware of our bodily senses, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Our ability to, you know, hear and taste, touch, all that good stuff. But our spirit man and our soul actually have five senses each. And navigating your life is going to take you being able to navigate and manage those 15 mm. senses. Mm. Where can I learn more about that? I'll, gi I'll, give, you the, I'll give you the audio that, okay. that, I, that I learned it from. Um, your spiritual senses, there's five of them. Prayer, um, faith, praise, worship, and meditation. Mm. You do these things. All these things. You do them. Yeah. Right? So your spirit, that's why the spirit of who Emily is comes forth. Mm -hmm. People can feel that. Mm -hmm. Your soul, which is, your soul is, it's not really yours. It, it was a gift that God gave us, mm. right? Because he created us spirit first. Mm -hmm. Then he created the body. Right. Right. Then he breathed, right? Mm -hmm. right. Life. Life. And that was, and you became a yeah. living soul. Your soul is your mind. Mm -hmm. your will, right? your imagination, right? your emotions, and your intellect. Wow. That, those are the five senses of the soul. Beautiful. So when someone's soul is being tormented, what's really being tormented? Their minds. Yeah. Right? Their emotions. Right? The will, I always look up the meaning of words. Yeah. You know where I learned that from? Who? Jim Rohn. Okay. Yeah. He said there's two types of people on the planet, people that... Look up words and people that don't. So yeah. I, I, from there, I always looked up words. The will means the expressing of future tense. Mm. So the will has to do with also what you're praying about. Mm -hmm. The will also has to do mm. with what you're hearing. Yeah. So it's all tied in. All it's 15 all senses, in. they all work together. And that's the, that's the beauty of life of being able to really manage all 15 of them. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. and this is what's changed my life. And I used to... I used to buy into things like I have anxiety and I'm overwhelmed and I'm like, no, mm -mm. this is strongholds. Yeah. And I want to ask you a question here about personal development industry versus, you know, the living word of God. Cause mm -hmm. there's, it's like mixed messageville out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and so I do the WPP, like the, the word of God, like when I'm feeling actually not even when I'm feeling low, I do this every day now, like to break strongholds, to break limiting beliefs is like, the living word of God. So reading the Bible. Yes. Like not some quote on Instagram, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not just one, but like reading the living word of God. Yes. And then worship. Mm -hmm. it, it's that high frequency. And for me, like that's where I connect. And, and then, um, you know, really meditating, praying and giving thanks. Yeah. Like prayer yeah. is, is major. And so, those three things, I feel like that is what has given me my superpower because it's not coming from me. Yep. And that's when I'm happiest. It's like euphoria and it's, it's everything. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes when I get into the personal development environment, like I hear different things and I'm like, no, like just read the Bible. Like, <laughs> and I want to know your viewpoint on that. I do have a viewpoint on it. It's very yeah. simple, actually. Tell me. It's, it's the word of God is the filter. For everything else that I hear, so if if I see a quote or I'm listening to a particular podcast, I'm listening to someone teach, is what they're teaching does it line up with what the Word of God says? Mm. If it lines up, then it's good. If it's something that's outside of that, then no. 
David, that's so good. Simple. That's so good. Because yeah. I didn't grow up in a, a in a Christian home, right? right? So when I got exposed to personal development, I'm over here like so hungry, read, 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 and then and then there's this modality and this and that, and, and I didn't even. I just want to get better. Right. And then when I became a Christian, I'm like, okay, okay, this feel this feels good. But it was almost like I was ignorant. Right. And I was, Can you give me an example of, of yeah, give me yeah, an example yeah. of what, that one thing I, I would hear a lot of you, the universe, they'll the, say the universe, the, but Pratt, Pratt, <laughs> char, like, you know, and to each their own, but like charging your crystals and, you know, like oh, all yeah. that kind of the witchcraft, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you can go there. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah. No, <laughs> but you know, for me, like I, again, I didn't grow up mm -hmm. with like, reading and learning the Bible and right. any of that stuff. So when I became a believer, I was like, well, this contradicts, like I would hear personal development. It's all about self and how I feel. And I'm like, if I lived my life based on how I feel, I would have nothing. Mm -hmm. And I actually believe like I'm supposed to serve other people. Yeah. And it, this isn't all about me and turn the, freaking selfie stick around like you know <laughs> but i i feel like there is mixed messaging out there mm -hmm. and it's like oh you have anxiety it, let's talk about your anxiety even more and more and more it, like it's like you come into agreement with that mm -hmm. and that's what really drives me nuts and that's why i'm writing my book about you know strongholds and things like that because that's truly what sets you free yeah but i just know that God is calling out the leaders in the personal development space that are of faith to speak the truth even louder. Yes. Because I think there's a lot of mixed messages. And it's in people that are coming up that don't know, like K-N-O-W, the living word of God, they're very confused. Yeah. It's yeah. confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's the battle is for the soul, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's that's. The enemy's trying to win that. Mm -hmm. All right? He's trying to win your soul. He's trying to, he's trying to win your imagination. He's mm -hmm. trying to win your, your emotions. He's trying to win your mind. And the only way you can win that battle is with the spirit, mm -hmm. is with the word. Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not against personal self-development whatsoever. I think it's necessary. I think yeah. it's great. Right? But it has to match up with what the word of God so says. So good. Yeah, we're, not, we're not charging any crystals. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you. So I feel you. like I could talk to you about a hundred different things. Like Correct. truly, truly. Yeah. Thank you. Where can people find you? They can find me on uh, Instagram, David Imone yeah. ETA. Um, I'm there. Uh, they can they can find our our company, uh, Envision You. That's that's the name of the company, Envision You. So the letter N, the word mm -hmm. Vision, and then the letter U. Um, it means NVU. We want the world to NVU. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we want the world to envision you healthy, wealthy, successful, beautiful. That's our goal. And how many books do you have? Two books. Two I've books. written two books. One, the first one was Conceive, Believe, and Achieve. I wrote that one in 2011 mm -hmm. and then wrote a second book called Believe Nation. So I do have a mastermind. It's a nation of people that I do coach one-on-one, -on -one, meet with them once a month. Uh, for about an hour 
and um, you know we would do events and I think the largest one we have is about 3,000 people that showed up to I believe Nation event you were supposed to speak at that one but you were traveling somewhere mm, around the, the world next one. Yeah, no. for sure for oh sure my gosh. for sure so that's um, like open to anyone that's open to anyone yeah believe nation is open to anyone. that's that's if a person wants to have you know one-on-one -on -one coaching uh mentorship from me uh they can they can get that uh, through believe nation incredible yeah literally you guys youtube him read his books follow him on instagram like you put out such knowledge, wisdom, and I'm so grateful for you. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me.